0: The next level contractor podcast. It's COVID season. Yeah, I'm talking about Mountain Dews, baby. Helping small businesses and construction companies like you be more profitable with better leads and better systems. And and just get and We're coming at you every Monday at 7 a.m. with no bullshit, in 30 minutes or less. How's it going? It's Tim Brown, and I'm here with Tommy Stanek of A Team Construction. How's it going, Tommy?
1: I'm doing very good. How about yourself, Tim?
0: I'm doing well, man. Uh, it's a uh, it's a weird time. I think you have to start all conversations with "It's a weird time," um, and like you were saying before we we started recording here, it's a. It's you know it's a challenge, and and if you can't learn to love a challenge, then it's going to be a hard time for some people right now. (laughs) Um, And it's a hard time no matter what. But uh, I I guess we could start off with what's changed in your world right now, and how's how's everything going? And just you know, be as honest as possible. And I appreciate you kind of sharing your experience.
1: Well, I think everybody's experiencing, obviously, a lot of the similar. Uh, impacts of the COVID-19, at least our local government has enacted uh, stay-at-home orders that minimize the type of work we can do, yeah. uh, while construction is considered essential, cosmetics are not, yeah. uh, so in our industry, we have a mixed bag between, you know, siding is actually considered cosmetic, so therefore, uh, some of those projects have to be put on hold or delayed. So, Madison,
0: this is Madison, Madison, Wisconsin, for everybody out there. And then um, just for context, we're on May 20th when we're recording this. So, kind of, you know, the the time and place here so that people kind of know what context. Because I think in Minnesota, we're able to do sightings. So, and um, certainly I was looking at Wisconsin. I was like, damn, they're really tightening it, making it tight over there. Hopefully, they'll, they'll get rid of that soon.
1: Well, you know, more importantly, hopefully, uh, we can operate in a manner that protects our population to the best of our ability without yeah, hindering no, our economy any further.
0: No, that. exactly.
1: But that, uh, you know, that brings into the other the other piece of the puzzle is, is doing interior work. A lot of that stuff's been ground to a halt as well. Mm-hmm.
0: And I know you and I today are going to talk about some sales processes to implement and stuff like that. I, I kind of want to ask around the sales question because i i personally am not involved with roofing and siding and and sales on that side so what are your favorite this is kind of outside of the covid discussion what are your and we'll get back into some of that because i think that that is useful right now but what are some of your favorite things to do in a sales call to help move the process along and get trust i'm assuming you guys have a lot of inbound inbound calls and you have to like kind of talk through people with people that haven't met you in person and stuff like that
1: Well, uh, you know, Aaron, who's my uh, partner, he and I always kind of chuckle that the process doesn't have to go far outside of integrity. Um, Integrity closes the deals for you, and it is profitable if you mean what you say and do what you mean. a lot of the business is going to be coming to you. And that's primarily our focus is to make sure that when we make a promise to a customer that we follow through, if we make a mistake, that's not at the customer's expense. And as we, uh, make sure that we follow through with the things that we're promising, we get better, we get more efficient, and it's a win-win for all parties involved. The bottom line grows, the customer experience results in referrals, repeat business. And, uh, you know, as far as what do we try to do, people do business with those that they know, like, and trust. We focus on making sure that our customers, the relationship grows beyond just a, a business transaction, first mm-hmm. and foremost, that we care about. Uh, we care more about their success than we do about the sale, and the byproduct ends up turning into sales. Uh Not only in the immediate future, but also like we had just discussed, through repeat business over time.
0: That's good. Yeah, I I, uh, just recently finished a book called uh, "Let's Get Real or Let's Not Play," Uh, and uh, it's a sales book, but it's basically like talking about how, in in our case, it's even more so. But it's the same, I'm sure, in roofing is like if you accidentally sell something where there's not all the the details aren't clear. There's something that's unclear about the details, or there's, like, let's say I have worked on teams where there's been somebody, there's, like, a dishonesty or something, and I was supposed to, like, implement on it. At a different uh, company that I worked for, then they don't tend to be that profitable of projects, anyways, because they, they those are the worst customers when there's they're unclear about what you were trying to sell. So, like trying to be as honest as possible, is really helpful because if they have clear expectations and there's not a difference between the expectation and what was delivered, you're much more likely to have a clean exit on that project. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, I definitely relate to that. Really
1: That And you can probably also increase the price on it. You know, uh, I tell our guys all the time to put more detail than is necessary, uh, down to driving out to the site, setting up, protecting the site. A lot of customers, they think that that clock starts ticking when you show up on their property. But when they have to take into consideration the amount of prep work that's involved uh, prior to starting a project and then even the decompression that takes place, after completing a project loading up the access materials having those things picked up coming back to do a final walkthrough because even though we've had guys on site all week you know that the guys who haven't been there all week are going to be able to see things that were missed by the guys that have been staring at it the whole time it's good you know so we want to document that. that and then when you all of a sudden you come to them with three pages worth of work you're going to do which really could be consolidated into a paragraph now all of a sudden people know what they're paying for it justifies the cost they're walking away more comfortable that they're working with a reputable company and you don't have to pitch them on price yeah they know what they're going to get now
0: that's good so from your perspective uh do you have any digital tools that you appreciate that help you sell better you guys use like a CRM or like a estimation tool or what do you do? You guys use any of that stuff? Of
1: course, of course. it's difficult to uh, you know you're falling behind if you're not diving into it head first. You know, yeah. unfortunately, a lot of the platforms out there uh, aren't communicating as well as they should, if they are at all, which is probably the most cumbersome part of the industry. But uh, one of the things that we can definitely testify to having a lot of success with is Builder Trend. Oh yeah. We, oh, sure. we use that primarily. It does have two facets to it. It's got the sales side and it's got a got the production side. Uh, the sales side could use a little bit of development. Sorry guys. Love you Builder Trend. <laughs> That's just the truth.
0: The I was just on podcast by the way. <laughs> the
1: production the product side product is side. phenomenal. Uh, yeah. it is it is an outstanding communication tool for all parties involved, not just for our staff that can clock into it. It GPS stamps where they're at, tracks all their timing, tracks notes, photos, the whole nine yards. Customers can log into a portal. They have access to see the progress of their photos or the progress photos of their project if they're not uh, in the state, for example, or even just have a history of it. They can directly communicate with our foreman, write messages back and forth. You can do change orders. You can make payments. Um, and some of the bells and whistles, when you build your schedule within that platform, it can actually communicate with our material distributors and our yeah. vendors, for, for example, dumpsters. So you make an adjustment on the schedule, the customer knows, the vendors know, the material distributors know, all from one place. I love that. That's a great piece of the puzzle for, for the production side.
0: Nice. But you you would... any, other digital, any other digital tools that kind of enable sales for you guys? Uh, we have uh,
1: more recently gotten into the Edge to help us with more accurate estimating
0: for okay. our. It's called uh, the Edge. The Edge for our commercial roofing. Nice, awesome. Side of the business. But, what does that do? Uh,
1: you're able to upload plans into it and do takeoffs, which compile for you approximately how many man hours it's going to take to produce a nice. job, as Very well cool. as your material lists cool
0: have you tried any of the other ones before like uh hover or uh what's the other one eagle view
1: um so eagle view i don't know that we've used it as a takeoff per se i guess you can say maybe it's a different use case it does give you the measurements of the roof yeah uh but and with this particular software, the edge will actually take those me- measurements and translate it into how many man hours and exactly what your material list is. Gotcha. The Eagle View, we have been using that for many years. And we actually have an Excel spreadsheet where we can put in those measurements. And our spreadsheet will then populate how much it would cost the materials and create oh, the cool. contract for us. So we have used that in the past. uh, Did they
0: provide that contract or that uh, that spreadsheet, or did you guys make it yourselves?
1: Uh, We built it.
0: That's awesome. Good for you, dude. That's 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 a great example of like a sales enablement tool and like the ingenuity on that side of like I'm going to make a spreadsheet that does some math for us, so we don't have to have the redundant, you know, that redundant process in our sales thing. I like that.
1: Definitely, and. With that, we've actually been able to give our customers a good, better, best option where you, cool. put in, you put in the data from the Eagle View. It populates the material quantities, but then it also gives our customers an option if they want to use the higher-grade shingles, the lower-grade, or, or the cheapest or different variables that mm-hmm. allow the consumer to have a choice without us having to redo the estimate multiple times.
0: Very cool. I love that man. I have a question for you. So we're going to shift a little bit away from tactical and a little bit to just, uh, you know, mindset and stuff like that. So how does mindset play a role in your ability to be effective?
1: Well, uh, it is probably the heart of being effective. And I'm sure most people know that. And if you don't, uh, If you don't think you can, you're just not going to be able to. So mindset, knowing what you need to do, or most importantly, knowing where you want to go is where you start, and then you have to backtrack what you have to do to get there. Ideally, if you want to take it a step farther, you need to put deadlines in place. I'm going to do this by this date, this by this date, this by this date, and now you have a step-by-step plan to get to where you're going to go. But if you, if you think it's impossible or if you think, you know, this COVID-19 thing is going to kill us, it's definitely going to kill where you are in life, maybe not yeah. physically, but you're not going to be able to take the next step forward until some sort of exterior factor bumps you off of that mindset into Hey, it, you know what? I am going to survive, it, survive
0: this. It really does kind of expose a lot of us uh, in our, insecurities but also like the people i've seen people really rise above with the way they're thinking about stuff and certainly in some industries right like they're they're gonna get curb stomped no matter what like there's no mindset thing that's gonna fix your restaurant getting just your ass handed to you but we're not talking to restaurant owners like for people that are doing this like there is a certain amount of um there, there is people are improving their processes and there are things improving in certain ways that will hopefully carry past this time. And actually, there will be improvements that a lot of people have made in their companies that do carry them into the next regrowth period. And this this uh, I think there will be a little bit of a golden age. I, I went out for ice cream the other day, okay, this is just a weird anecdote, but I'm just going to say it. I went out for ice cream with my wife and uh whatever, there was a, a Dairy Queen that had a takeout window and I got an ice cream and I like was driving around for a second listening to music and eating ice cream with my wife and it was sunny and I was like, dude, if we could just get out of this thing in the next couple of weeks or months I I don't want to rush it or anything. I swear to God, I don't want us to have, like, a terrible. But, like, people are going to have some real relief, and there's going to be some good things happening because uh, because there's certainly, it felt so good to be out and listening to music and just, like, eating ice cream. And I just remember thinking, like, man, summer could be good. Summer could be good this year because uh, we all just got, a little bit like, especially in the North when it was like cold and we were all inside for two months, you know what I mean? Like it's, you can imagine how good it would feel to, to get back into it. And I I don't want to put us at risk or like encourage risky behavior, but I'm sure if, if the, if the, um, the curve flattens, this could be a really good time from my perspective, as far as like, um, people's mindsets, the freedom, the, uh, yeah i don't know kind of random Tim.
1: you're gonna have to forgive me and i and and i you know i by no means uh claim to be any type of an authority on yeah. virtually any matter to be honest with you but uh,
0: <laughs> if you disagree you, with me by the way i am totally cool with it so don't <laughs> feel bad if you ever i actually like it I actually i really do well i like a lot of what you said and you know uh you're right that the restaurant
1: industry is going to suffer Uh, major league, but I want to go back to that mindset. Having your ass handed back to you was was essentially what you said. That is a reality that not only that industry is facing, but a lot of industries are facing. And it is not a time to feel like a victim. It is a time to evaluate what do we have to do to restructure based on the changes that are taking place around us so that, you know what, we may not be making the margins we were used to, and it is mm. going to require some effort to change the processes and procedures that have allowed us to be successful to this point. But that's what being a business owner is and an entrepreneur is. It's recognizing what are the circumstances. And even if they go away, bro, let's face mm. it, there's no guarantee that it's not going to happen again. If it's not yes. COVID-19, it's going to be, you know, the next one's going to be the, the Miller Lite virus. Yep. So... <laughs> You know, but the bottom line is is that we want to learn from this. We want to take – we don't want to go back to business as usual. I think it's very important that we actually learn from this and structure our businesses in a way that we won't take as big a hit the next time around, that we can protect our employees' interests and their income the next time around, and that we're able to hopefully uh, suffer less the next yeah. time around. Uh, so I – but – don't get me wrong. I'm hoping that this flattens out. I'm trying away. to be. I'm trying to be optimistic. <laughs> I'm,
0: I know it's. I basically like. I know. I sometimes I'm like the boy whistling in the dark, who's just like trying to make himself not scared. You know. So sometimes I feel that with this because I, I like. I'll be real, man. My family has an events business, so my dad and my brother do. So like, I just constantly think about them. My dad's been working uh, 20 years for you know 80 hours a week (laughs) and on this business and just to have it getting uh yeah so i'm that's part of me just really hoping we have like this family text thread that's like all right let's you know like all the the stuff that's like talking about what's going on in our state and stuff like that i do have one brother in uh in wisconsin so i do get the wisconsin uh the the cliff notes on the wisconsin stuff every once in a while here um so you know as we're however we come out of this i don't know yet but i'm just curious from your perspective what do you think will change as we enter the second half of 2020 and into 2021 in this you know as contract you know contractors That's a good question. i know it's all just we're just pretending to know the future and stuff like that but it is interesting to hear people's different takes on this like how do you th- what do you think is going to happen here
1: I would rather less speculate on what's going to happen, but I will share with you what I think that, you know, we as a business need to do uh, tying into what I was sharing with you to minimize any negative impacts that could come down the pipe. I think that our focus is going to become on more of essential type work. Yeah. Uh, We want to already have a platform in place. It doesn't hurt. Uh, even if there is no COVID-19, to make sure that we have the necessary sanitary devices available yeah. to our teams to train them on social distancing um, when possible, even if the COVID-19 thing isn't in place, to have a process and procedures in place. So if things change for us down the line and business isn't as usual, we're still able to continue to perform the services that you know, our economy needs. Yeah. to continue to move forward. So where do I see things going? You already shared things could flatline. They don't have to. But what we want to do is whether they flatline or continue to move in in the opposite of the direction we'd all hope. We want to prepare our business to be able to forge ahead, you know, so that, so that uh we continue to generate the revenue we need to sustain uh, for our employees' families yeah so, and for our for ourselves
0: agreed, man. how do you keep your people and your team motivated when there's setbacks like this that's
1: uh you know when we have we we have uh now we've i learned that over meeting when we're going virtual is a little bit more helpful we spend a lot more time in our meetings discussing things that don't directly correlate with work but that do focus on encouraging uh them encouraging ourselves encouraging others uh tips that we can do outside of business you know uh i i saw somebody post at one point i got to change from my daytime pajamas to my evening pajamas <laughs> yeah exactly. we want. We don't want our employees wearing pajamas all day because it attributes to a mindset that they're not out there kicking ass yeah who's kicking ass in their pajamas if you got your pajamas on you're ready to put your feet up you got the <laughs> remote in your hand and some sort of a beverage
0: i we'll- have been wearing more sweatpants lately so i don't know i was always really negative towards sweatpants and i did start a little bit but yeah so we want our guys
1: you. To shave, to shower, to dress as though it was a regular day in business. And we want them to look good, smell good, feel good. And so these are some of the things that uh, we not only talk about, we remind each other of. Something as simple as making sure they're making their beds. Because if they're working from home, uh, if you are in a sloppy home where you don't traditionally have to make your bed because you're out the door, you're gone yeah. all day, making sales, developing relationships, closing deals, you come back, you climb right into the bed. but yeah. when you're working out of the, when you're working out of your bedroom or out of your home and you see things out of place that attributes to your mindset now all of a sudden things in your mind are out of place. Yeah. you don't feel like the successful guy that you are, yeah. uh, so it's really important, and that was one of the the big pushes we made in the initial week of transitioning to home is getting everybody situated, set in the stage, and the environment so that they can have a healthy and successful mindset during the months ahead, which we didn't know was gonna be months ahead. And then we reminded people of exactly that so that people didn't slip backwards into becoming victims of what was taking place around them and instead became uh, assets to helping not only forging ahead for themselves but setting the stage for their families and for uh the customers that they were talking to
0: Mm -hmm. that's good man it's it's crazy how those little things affect uh the way you're thinking about stuff and I think I was better at the beginning, like those first three weeks or four weeks. I was like, okay, I have, cause you're like, I, you think it's going to be three weeks or whatever, you know what I mean? We didn't know. And, uh, and I was, I, I did some cool things and like try to keep myself pepped up. And then, then I kept on going on. I was like, I'm slipping now. <laughs> so, cause I was actually, I did like a, I was running a mile every day for a month, uh, and stuff like that. Cause I was trying to keep the positivity going and I, I, in, I haven't been doing it, but <laughs> it's it, nonetheless, hey, your brain gets addicted to those uh, running chemicals, I've noticed. <laughs> I miss them. <Okay>, totally. <laughs> totally.
1: Was, uh, uh, but, yeah. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. You know, that was another thing was as, that we were encouraging people to do things that they have always wanted to do. Rather, Let's put it this way. Rather than buying toilet paper go out and buy the supplies and the materials necessary to do that honey-do list you didn't tackle last year because you were so busy. So Mm -hmm. on the weekends, not only were we trying to, you know, the weeks were less successful than they were accustomed for, but at least they could have some victories on the weekend, get a pat on the back. Honey, I've been waiting six months for you to do that. And they can feel good about themselves personally and apply that towards the business if they're not getting the kind of return from the business that they've been accustomed to getting even though they're continuing to put in the time and the effort that they have in the past where they've gotten more
0: in return i I love it man i appreciate that very much much. and And you guys you said you guys guys do do some some subcontracting or or no i'm just trying trying to figure out uh if there's any reason for other construction companies if they're in your area to contact you or is that not a case because there's probably not a lot of homeowners listening to this necessarily uh, besides besides, unless they're they're a contractor contractor, of course we self-perform as much as we can, okay. uh,
1: but our overflow does go to subcontractors. We do subcontract almost all of our uh, asphalt roofing and all of our siding. There are occasions where we'll self-perform those, but you know our niche that we try to self-perform is commercial flat roofing and architectural sheet metal, everything okay, outside cool. of that. We would be glad to subcontract, but. Oh, I was also- actually
0: saying, do you guys do any subcontract? Like, do you guys oh. do it for other people? But it, it doesn't yeah. matter. I just, uh, just want to. Oh, you do some. Okay.
1: Yes. We do a lot of, uh, you know, because it's new construction. So it's a lot yeah. of new commercial build outs. And cool.
0: we generally would just
1: take one piece of that puzzle and let, nice. some, let them manage the rest. What, uh, what
0: piece is the most common? I'm just curious. Commercial flat roofing and architectural sheet metal. Awesome. So, sorry, that's a little redundant. But, uh, anyways, A Team Construction, everyone. And what's the what's the web address? A unlimitedcom A unlimitedcom Madison, Wisconsin. Tommy, thank hey, you so much, man. Pleasure was hey, mine. Thank you. It was a really good uh, conversation. I hope it's useful to people. Uh, People check them out. And uh, of course, the podcast is put on by Tim Brown and Hook Agency, hookagency.com, Hook Agency all over social. And uh, talk to you guys next week.